right, and welcome everyone to this, what will be much shorter than the last video discussing uh, Mythic Games and Darkest Dungeon. Um, I wanted to do this one because they've given us an update since. Actually, I was um, waiting to make this one because before this they were actually doing updates a little bit more, and I wanted to see if they put one out right before I would record something. I didn't want that to be a weird timing issue. Um, what I thought I would do in this video, one, I'll start with just a super brief overview of what's been going on, discuss what's happened since, and discuss some just other thoughts that I didn't put in the other video to go over, again, sort of the things that they've been doing or sort of thoughts on why they might have been doing it as a company rather than just they're, they're out to take all your money sort of thing. And, and again, probably reasonably negative. There will be some good things in here as well, but overall... Um, more of a more of a downtrodden approach to what they've been doing. So for super brief overview, um, we're talking about Darkest Dungeon. This was done by Mythic Games. They wanted to adapt the board game version of the hit and critical uh, video game. This came out like 2020 or a little bit before that actually. Supposed to have released, I'm pretty sure like 2021, and we're now in 2023, going to go into 2024 before. A good amount of people see their stuff. If you wanted the base in English and you knew it, you already have that with a box. If you want all the rest of the stuff or in a different language, you were waiting. Promised all kinds of things, and unfortunately, a lot of those promises have all fallen to the wayside, um, including both timing, color of miniatures, prices, pretty much most of what we were promised, whether or not the box would actually hold sleeved cards. But fast forward to the moment we are now, and they are working on getting to the point of producing this second wave, which includes everyone who didn't want the game in English, and all the rest of the expansions and other items like that. It's about, essentially, if you want the English version, it's about three other boxes of stuff. So, uh, sorry about that, I uh, paused, I had a phone call come in, I get nothing but scam calls now, no matter how many of them I block, and there's only so many of them I can uh, mess around with in a day, I only have so much time. So let's talk about where they are now and what sort of things are going to be happening. So um, they told us originally that we had until the end of October to get your money in. So if you wanted your Wave 2 stuff, you'd have to pay your contribution, which for me, I, I, like I said, I, I believe at the time of the last video, I don't believe I had paid it yet, but I absolutely did pay it. Uh, my contribution... It was for the three expansions, the Warrens, the Cove, all of that, as well as the extra shipping. And all of that title came out to $76 for me. Might have been $75, but $75, $76, right? And sort of that ballpark range. Um, which, since it was the three things, we're looking at the difference of about $20, $22 or so in shipping for me to get those. Again, I was so far in at that point, not just monetarily. And let's face it, it was quite a bit monetarily. But I was so far in at this point, I, I wasn't going to not. You know, call it sunken cost fallacy, you know, in for penny, in for pound, whatever sort of analogy or term or phrase that you want. But at this point, for both my ancestor pledge, original shipping, the extra money for wave one, you know, I've put in 400 plus dollars, probably more than that, probably closer to maybe 500 when it might be all said and done. I'm going to put in an extra bit just to finish it out. I wouldn't want it to be where I can't get the last bits. And I absolutely had some concern with the Wave 1 stuff. They had some available in their store. I was absolutely concerned, would this stuff be available? Would I be able to get it otherwise? So you know what? Let me just do it. 
I've already paid most of the price anyway. Here we go. But one big update as we see here. Um, like I said, I'll be putting this out on a podcast version, so I'll be talking through the things I show, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it, is that they reached the MOQ, so that's minimum order quantity. Essentially, they said, hey, to be able to produce this game, we got to hit a certain amount, and, and that's true. You know, if it's going to cost you, let's do nice round numbers. Let's say it's going to cost you $10,000 to produce it, and your whole claim is that you currently don't have the money, then you need at least $10,000 worth of orders coming in, and if each order is you know 10 bucks 100 bucks whatever it is that sets your minimum order quantity so they're like all right minimum order we got it we are producing this game this game is going to happen i'm not surprised that it did i am a little surprised it happened as fast as it did so this came out on october 11th and they didn't tell us of all this stuff like right in the beginning they didn't give you the chance to donate the money on the first of october it was like about the fifth or the sixth when it actually started going through and they mentioned in uh, so they might not mention originally one of the updates but i'm also on the discord server and there's tons of mentions there there's a whole thread just about if you had issues that there's quite a few people had problems they didn't get their emails or wrong quantities they said hey this is what you should pay because they outlined it for us what the prices should be and the prices were wrong rarely was it in the person's favor but Oh, it was supposed to be discount from your wave one, so it should be $18 price point instead of 23, and people were seeing 23s or more. So a decent amount of issues that people had to work on. They mentioned in one of these, I don't remember if it was this one, that, no, it wasn't this one, it's one of the other ones, where, oh, no, here it is. There was 2,100 people whose emails were bounced. So they're sending all these emails, you had 2,100 people who didn't even have a chance to give you the money if they wanted to. But, yeah. We're, we're getting our stuff, and hey, they talk about how much things are going to talk going to be. They said, hey, there was uh, a mistake about um, the sleeve amounts. So they say, okay, hey, no, here's the, if you were buying the sleeves with it, here are the prices. And notice, prices are more. So if you want to say the greater protection from darkness, which is enough sleeves for the entire game. Originally, they said it was going to be $5. No, it's actually 18 bucks. So some people, when they got this, they said, hey, the prices are wrong. You guys said one thing, here's another. Some of it apparently was intentional. Now, I will say, it's a huge amount of sleeves. The box I got was easily, you know, four or five inches by like seven or eight inches by a, a foot or maybe a bit less. It, it's a big box. It's a lot of sleeves and it's rather heavy. But that's a huge difference in price. We're talking about over three times. So part of the issue I have it's one of two things. Either one, they don't have someone there who understands business, which very well could be true, or at least the numbers. The other parts of business, I, I, will, I will put it this way. So I, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a mathematician by trade. Um, I've taught college since I was 22. So I, I, I teach math. The, the numbers are my thing. That's what I do. I don't claim to understand all the other parts of business. I, I can discuss it. I've taken some classes in economics and all that kind of stuff, of course. And I, and I can make some probably gross oversimplifications of concepts around those. But I don't personally know business. But I know numbers. And to be off by over three times means one of two things has happened. Either one, you you don't have someone who understands numbers. Because that's a lot to be off by. Or, I mean, I guess we could go with the maybe worse but simpler idea. Maybe worse but simpler idea that whoever you had put this together just typed in it horribly, horribly wrong. But the fact that multiple of them are off makes me feel that's 
maybe that's the case, but that just feels a little bit too convenient. So you either have one, people who don't understand the numbers at all, or optics is the other thing. So we'll get a little bit more into that in a second, but is it that you didn't want to show the true hand originally and then you kind of show it later. You kind of piecemeal it out because you think that's going to be better. And I do think for some of this, that's absolutely the case. So, hey, wave two, going to be produced. For me personally, I think that's really good. And then um, a little bit later, about eight days later, they say, hey, <clears throat> remember, if you wanted a foreign language version, you need to get enough orders. They, they need to get enough orders. So they said they need a thousand orders of each of the other languages to be able to produce it in the other language. So what they would do is the main box would still be English, but they would ship you a second box with cards in whatever that language is. If you don't hit these thousand minimum order quantities, well, then we're going to give you some PDFs. So I hope you know English or are comfortable enough with English that you're willing to play a game fully in English and go print out some other pieces. You wouldn't be, maybe you could print out the cards, but you're going to print out for a great cost. So, all right, hey, for the French, yeah, the French, they're getting their French language edition. So they said in that previous update, hey, yeah, we're going to produce, print, and ship this wave too. It's absolutely going to happen for the contributors. What I'm curious, and what they'll never tell us, they didn't tell us with the Wave 1 stuff, they're not going to tell us now. How many extras are they making? We know they made extras. We know they sold them on their store, and we know they started at 200 bucks. near the end you could get it for 100 bucks. For all those extras, I understand they're probably not going to produce enough extras that they could ship this out to everyone. So every single backer probably can't get theirs because they won't make enough of it. But how many extras are actually going to be out there? We'll get a little bit into that in a moment. So, hey, if you do it, you'll absolutely get your stuff. But if you want another language, we're going to get you that print and play. They say it. Let's hope it actually happens. But we'll get you that print and play in your native language. And if you reach those MOQs, we'll ship it out. And what they said so far, it's a 1,000 for each. They need a 1,000 people to contribute. They said, hey, French? Yeah, French is good to go. So if you wanted the game in French, if that's what you ordered, you will get your game in French. Um, for German, it's apparently 582 contributors, about 60%. Um, they said, hey, for the French, we were 60% the week before. So, hey, we're, we're, we're feeling pretty good that we'll get to this. Spanish, 455, a little bit under half. It's going to be tougher. Italian, it was about 20%, about 200 people. They, they're like, we don't think we'll hit that. And um, you have until the 31st. So as of time of recording, a few days to pay your money. So essentially Tuesday is the time of this recording. Um, and then if you follow any of the Discord, if you watch any of that... There was a lot of people complaining about, hey, we had less than a month to give you this money. That's too short. Like We just can't do it. If you remember from wave one, they upped the time. They gave you more time. And there was talk on the Discord that the official word was you were going to get more time, and it just wasn't announced. And they didn't know why it wasn't announced. But here's the announcement. We knew about this November 10th, almost a week before when they announced it on the 25th if you follow the Discord and all of that. But the people who put things on Discord, they can put out official things, but they can't put it here. This is on Leo and some other people to do. Well, hey, you know, they're going to give us till November 10th to pay them. Now, I'm at least encouraged by the fact they didn't do this because they hadn't reached the MOQ for the game. 
I do feel they did this one because of their own errors. Like they said, they had 2,100 emails kicked back. There's tons of people saying there's issues and all of that. And they said, Hey, if you requested to pay us, it's kind of funny phrase to say, but if you said you would pay us and it's not in by time, you'll still get it. We'll get your payment sorted. But they pushed it back, and I hope they pushed it back, one, because it's better for the Packers. Maybe they can get more product made, and maybe someday they'll figure out how to get the products to everyone else. But they gave people more time, which is good, because some people, if you're paid on a two-week schedule and you weren't following this closely, you might have had one paycheck to figure out how to pay potentially hundreds of dollars. I said, my contribution was $70. There are people who posted up who went just for Wave 2 whose contributions were like $200. And, you know, there's a lot of people who can't just suddenly swing a couple hundred extra bucks or potentially more, depending on where you were. Hey, those MOQs, how close are we? Germany, they're at 664, so about 70%. So in about a week, they gained 10%. Hey, it could still happen. Spanish, they didn't even gain 100 people. And Italian, hey, we passed the 200, but it's unlikely to happen. And yeah, that's absolutely true. They haven't released an update since. We're still waiting on those. So that's an update on things. What I want to discuss here, I want to discuss just a little bit more of why there was essentially either trickery, dishonesty, or just a lack of knowledge in some of this. So what I want to take a look at now is the backers from different countries. I want to discuss why French was always going to make it and the other ones probably literally were never going to. Now, the numbers up here, and I'll run through, I'll I'll discuss some of the numbers that I do in case someone's listening instead of watching this, but this is the, where backers came from, where they filled out and said from their survey and stuff like that, where they were from. Now, this does not include people who did late pledges, because that information we don't necessarily get. But let's face it, most of your pledges are during the campaign, not after the fact. It might be a little different now, but most of them are during. And remember, this would count people who even put in dollar pledges and stuff like that, because they would be listing where they're from. So the United States had almost 11,000 backers, you know, and, and so counting just United States and these other, some of these other countries, yeah, English was always going to be a thing. Of course, it makes sense. When you look at the French, France had about 3,600 backers. They said, hey, we need a thousand. Now, let's be honest, not every person who backed from France would want the French version. They very well could want it in a variety of other languages. Um, English maybe is the most common one otherwise, but it's probably not crazy to say that 80% of the people from France wanted it in French. Even if we say half, even if we say half, that's enough people to hit the MOQ. Let's also look at Canada was about 1800 and there's a very large French speaking part of Canada. If you've ever been to Montreal and that sort of area, it's, you know, when you walk down the street, you're going to hear more French usually than English. So you have probably a decent amount of those people from there who might want it in French. There's also some other areas. In these other countries, it's possible someone wanted French as well. So the French pool was probably 4,000 or more just off of this, not counting people who late pledged. So saying you get a quarter of them to want their Wave 2 stuff, want their their things, that's not unheard of. Let's remember, there's going to be some drop-off of this people not willing to pay, not able to pay, and not following this to not know. I had, um, my Earthborn Rangers Kickstarter just came in the other day. I was pleasantly surprised when it showed up. I'm going to do a review of that once I played it some more. Pleasantly surprised because I wasn't keeping up when it was going to show up. I just knew it was going to show up at some point. And I was very happy when I saw it. So here's the problem with the other country, Germany. Um, 
1,877 backers. Now, um, if we count maybe some of, these were countries listed as like the main, so there was other ones with smaller amounts. There are like, um, Switzerland has a German speaking part. So there's probably, let's call it 2,000 from people who maybe their primary language is German or from an area where the primary language is German. Now you're looking at you need at least half of them, which doesn't sound that nuts, but the amount of money they would have been asked for would have been quite high. There might be quite a few of them who speak English, so they're absolutely okay with the game coming out in English and, you know, worrying about, say, the extras, or maybe they went wave one pledge instead of going for the German pledge when they were told, like, hey, you're going to be delayed. Maybe there's ways to move that around. But you can see then why the German one would be kind of tough to reach. And this doesn't count anyone who canceled their pledges. We also don't know those numbers. So when you're looking at probably needing half or more of the people to give you this extra money, it makes sense why it's lagging. Now it's 70%. Do I think it'll hit it? With the extra 10 days, I think they actually have a decent shot. I'm far from a guarantee, but I think they absolutely could. And let's face it, some people, when it looks like you were under 50%, probably just, no, why bother? Um, if I give them their money, do I know I'll ever get it back? You know, some people who put in for refunds, the refunds are still processing from like July 21st, the day they announced that they needed more money a year ago. They're not even on the day after it. So if you ask for a refund now, let's face it, you're not getting it. Which means, well, if I give them a little bit more money, am I going to get the money back? I'll try to pay them in a way like PayPal where I can get the money back or my credit card, but who knows if that's going to happen. So some of those people might just waited. I wouldn't blame them if they did. Now that they're 70 some percent, they absolutely might say, you know what, it's going to happen. It's pretty close. It's close enough. Let me give them the money. And this is where, when we look at it, um, to me, they were dishonest. And it was more of a dishonesty by omission, but lies by omission still count. When you look at Italy, Italy had 700 backers, 697, 700 backers. Now, we don't know the late pledge numbers, but I don't think it doubled it. I don't think there was 1,400. I don't think twice as many people from Italy. And if we think of languages, it makes sense that English would be the most popular in many other countries throughout, say, Europe or other areas. You know your language, you know English, and sometimes you even know another. But, you know, in Italy, if you didn't want the English, you'd probably want the Italian. You probably weren't looking for the German or the Spanish or anything else like that. Um, like Spain was almost 1,400 backers, so it's possible. Not likely, but possible. But the Italian wasn't going to happen. If every person who wanted this game from Italy wanted it in Italian, they wouldn't hit the numbers unless they got more late backers or people from, say, Poland who wanted it in Italian. So the chance of them reaching it was always never going to happen. But they tried to make it seem like you had hope. Now, it would be rough an announcement to sit there and say, what you want can occur. But it would be more honest at this moment. I would respect them more if they came forward and said, because this is available information. They said, hey, you know, with our late pledges, here are our numbers. Hey, Italian, we'd love to produce it. But just off these numbers, if like everyone doesn't contribute, it's not going to happen. So, you know, hey, we're going to do this for you. We're working on your translation for you right now. Something as sort of an olive branch to help out. And they didn't do any of that. All right, so that's a bit about um, the numbers there. Um, why certain MOQs 
might be hit like the germany i have a good feeling about that but why the other ones won't be spain has a chance sort of a a very very tough chance and i don't think it will italy has no chance not going to happen all right so the other part of this again to keep it somewhat short but um I literally talk for a living, so it's hard for me not to talk for a long time for a living. Um, I just want to discuss a little bit about uh, sort of, again, that sort of problem of either someone doesn't know how money works or someone doesn't understand optics. So here's what I mean by that. Um, For anyone who doesn't know how production works, um, and now we're just about base production. We're not talking about you as a company producing it because that's a little bit different. If you as a company are producing something, producing more of it can make the per item cheaper, but then you have other costs. You have you have um, essentially flexible costs. So as you produce more, you might need more people to work for you. You need more trucks. You need more of all those sorts of things. But let's keep in mind, they're not the ones producing it. They have a factory in China that's doing it for them. So those sort of aspects don't really come into play, and nor should they. Or if, if this factory does a good job, it shouldn't come into play for you as um, someone getting their things produced. So, each item they produce costs them some amount of money, whatever that amount of money is. Let's, again, we're just going to use nice, easy numbers. I have no idea any of these numbers are correct. I'm sure they're horrible numbers, but I want to just use nice round numbers to be able to do quick figures, quick math, and to make it as comprehensible as possible because, you know, when we start getting into dollars and cents, it can get a little bit weird if you're trying to multiply things. Let's say the production of some box they're going to do is $10. So, they put an MOQ out of 1000 they say, okay, we need a thousand people to order these ten dollar boxes. Okay, it's ten thousand bucks. Theoretically, the cost there is ten thousand. And now we're not we're not adding in the shipping cost. That was a separate thing they did. So we don't have to worry about shipping. That's a that's a whole other issue. But that ten thousand was what they needed to produce it with extra. Now that extra could be extra production. So it could be either more boxes or just extra money in their pocket. Because let's be honest about this. When you look at a company like this, they're going to tell you that the money you put in for your Kickstarter didn't go to any other Kickstarters, didn't go to any of that. I can't say that it went to another Kickstarter. They'll never tell us. And, and that would only be, you know, assumptions on our part. But it absolutely went to running their company. The money that you put in to, say, a Kickstarter, especially a company that does a lot of Kickstarters, is also paying the normal bills. You know, they sold off a lot of their other IPs, you know, that were the ones that they had, the ones that they were already producing. So pretty much what they have left is things that have already went to Kickstarter, which as far as I understand, or at least as they say, they don't have tons of backlog. They don't keep producing a lot of these things. They do newer versions like they did for Joan of Arc, but they don't constantly keep reproducing it, which means whatever extra quantities they had were what they could float their business with. Or the IPs that they had that they were selling regularly, that they have now sold to other companies. Like they sold several of them to Simon. So that means when you think of monthly revenue, the, the money you actually have coming in each month, they really don't have it. Not not per se. They, they probably still have some Darkest Dungeon boxes that they're selling. But overall, it's not like when you take a look at some other companies where they have a constant stream of revenue and then you have a Kickstarter out there that you know helps you produce the next thing, but you have money coming in. They really don't, but they have monthly costs. They have refunds that they're doing. They have people that have to pay for offices, all the other sorts of things around your business. 
you know, it's not crazy to think that if you put in $100 for a Kickstarter, that the costs for your miniature related things might be 80 bucks and 20 bucks is getting kicked in to keep the company's doors open. And I'm fine with that. They need to be a company that survives in order to get me my stuff. Um, however, there's an economy of scale. So, so they need money coming in to keep open. But if it's a thousand units to make, you know, at say 10 bucks each to get this produced and they take say $2 off of each, as you produce more and more, things get cheaper. At least they should. If they're not, then, you know, not necessarily true businessmen. But in general, when you produce more and more something, it gets cheaper. So if they can get more made, should start dropping the prices. Let's say dropped it to $9. They're not going to change the price that you pay. And okay. Um, but if the prices are getting cheaper, what's the other money for? The other money for, let's be honest, is to keep the money, the company afloat. Um, I don't think in any way it's going to go to refunding people. I don't think they have the availability of that. I'm actually still surprised they're still doing refunds. And we've never been told the number, so the number could be exceedingly low, which means, in essence, they're not really doing refunds, not much. But as you produce more things, your production should get cheaper, which means you should then be able to make more. And I think that is how they get their bonus copies. So I do think they produce whatever the backers need. And then I think they take whatever that amount is, minus what they want for their operating costs, which we don't know how much that is. And they say, okay, this is what we have left over. Let's see how much we can produce. Since economies of scale, as you make more, things tend to get cheaper in, say, factory-type setting, that they're now able to produce all these extra bits, boxes, that that's what they then sell to everyone else. Could they get to a point, is it possible that they get to a point where they produce enough for everyone in terms of all their backers, even if you didn't contribute? Potentially. But then shipping and, and all of that, and let's face it, they just, we're never going to do that. I'm not going to sit here and say that they have enough money to get us all this stuff without the help. I don't think they do. I 100% don't think they do. But I think a lot of it is because of issues with money. And a lot of that comes from just not understanding the math. Here's the other part of the math. So I was a Wave 1 backer. Like I said, they originally charged me $5 for like the Warrens, the Cove, um, the uh, Colors of Madness expansions. And now I want to say it was like 18 bucks each. So I had to pay an extra 13 each, but they said, hey, if you're Wave 2, it's $18. And they originally told us, hey, you'll never have to pay again, which I never believed. I, I kind of believe, oh, honestly, I could kind of believe it. But then when things got closer and I saw what they did for Six Siege, I kind of stopped believing but here's the problem. So let's face it. In the world, things have not gotten more expensive. Re overall, certain things have gone up and some things have stayed high. Um, but compared to pandemic times to now, some costs are still high, but other costs have come down a bit. So container shipping is down overall. Paper is up. But you've already went through multiple years. You've seen some of the numbers. It's not like... So when they did wave one, it was more believable because from the time of when they asked for it to now, shipping prices had went through the roof. They had like went up, you know, tens of thousands of dollars per container. Okay. But right now, when you're doing it, few years out. So they asked for the money last year. Production came in early this year. They're now asking for more money again this year for next year. 
you can forecast a little bit. You might not be able to forecast the pandemic and what would happen there. You couldn't necessarily forecast some of the other things. But you could forecast to a point now because you went through it for a few years. There's literally people whose job is to do this. You know, your insurance rates and things like that are the way they are because of actuarial science, which is essentially forecasting monetary figures. There's more to it than that, but let's just kind of leave it as that idea. So why'd they only ask $5 from me? If they looked at the figures, if they see now that they needed 18 did they only need five before because they threw in their own money, which is nice of them to do, but let's be honest, if they weren't going to be able to do it the other time, then they just know later they would have asked for tons and tons more money, which wouldn't make people feel very good about it. They got some money from Red Hook, but it's not like Red Hook paid um, $100,000 is a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but it's not like they covered all the costs and all of that. So it means when you only ask $5, one of two makes me think one of two things either one you didn't plan well you didn't actually think about what these costs would be what they really should have done if they didn't want to ask for all of the money because either one they didn't know what all of the money was they had no idea how much they would really need by wave two which means they don't employ the right people or or, or even um you know get them on a temporary basis to figure this out they should have known in wave one a better idea of how much money they would need for this wave as well you know, they could look at general trends and they could have made an estimate. Wouldn't have been perfect, but they could have been very close. Five to 18 is a huge difference. And some of the other pieces were even bigger differences than that. So it means either one, you didn't do the work or you didn't want people to think it would be that high. So if we think about what happened related to wave one, they say, hey, we're going to supplement it. Red Hook's going to help us supplement it. And we're going to put this out. And this is all the this is only the money that we need from you. Overall, not terrible. Um, with in terms of amounts, tons of people would be very angry. Just the worst thing said on their Kickstarter page, but they would absolutely come out and say that. Okay, that's fine. Because maybe they looked at it as if we asked for the amounts that we would need to keep this thing more solvent and related to what we'll ask for in the second round when we won't be able to support them, because they knew ahead of time if they'd be able to support or not, unless they thought the extra copies they had would give them so much capital that they would be able to just float themselves off of it for a while. But I would like to think they weren't that short-sighted. It could mean that they just asked for lower amounts in the beginning and they were originally, originally able to supplement it or willing to supplement it because they thought it would keep more people involved. So I I'm under no miss thoughts that if they asked for the type of money before that they're asking for now in terms of extras they would have had a lot less people could do this in wave one i think they said wave one was about 80 some percent of people i think it would have been 60 percent, maybe 50 percent, if they asked for these sort of numbers because some of the numbers are much much higher for people um my numbers were fairly high but some of it was much much worse and the first time asking if you're asking it for the first time that's much rougher and that looks a lot worse. Look what happened when Simon did the Marvel zombies asking for their shipping and shipping for a lot of people was like $200. I'm sure you lost a good amount of people. So I think there is potentially part of it where they asked for the amount of money they did because they were worried if they asked for more, it would look bad. 
I think it's the same reason that they kind of said, hey, those MOQs for these foreign languages, like, hey, come on, guys, we can do it. When they knew for some of them, it just wouldn't happen. They know, to a certain extent, how many of each edition was asked. They, actually, they should know the exact amounts. I'm sure some of it's changed, but they don't know the exact amounts. We can only guess based off of the countries of origin, but they knew if it was possible. They know if there was even a thousand asked for in Italian. Maybe there was exactly, but they know they weren't getting everyone. They could be able to judge who's asked for refunds and be able to get the new numbers. It wasn't going to happen. And I do think part of what they're doing is to try and save face, but they're doing exactly the wrong way. And I just don't know if they're saving face because of their business decisions or are they saving face because they just want to make sure they can get done what they need to. Um, you know, hindsight 2020 sort of thing. In wave one, yeah, they probably should ask for more money from people. They should, well, it would be nice to say they didn't ask money at all, but they probably should have asked for a bit more. They probably should have been a little more clear. They probably could have made it where we don't ask wave one people to contribute in wave two. Because if they planned it well, they could have figured out what they needed. And they could have figured out what they needed without their own contribution. <coughs> and then, sorry, sneeze there for a moment. And then the wave two people, both one, the numbers would be a little more equal. Two, they could have saved some of their contributing factor for this. They could have helped contribute to this part. Because in all their stuff, I don't think they ever said that they were helping supplement this wave two backing. Supplement a little both. We saw what they did with Succeed, where they asked for more money, and now it's going to printers or has been printed. I forget if it's on the boat now or getting printed. Um, they're losing a lot of goodwill. They've lost all my goodwill. They lost goodwill of anyone else I've seen talk about any of this because of the practices that they've done. And I think they didn't have to do it at all this way. I fully understand that monetarily, not all your money is going to the game. I even understand, even though they won't say it, that part of my money went to other games that were being developed later. And at the end of the day, I'm honestly okay with that because that, that's just business. But then if you're going to do that, if you're not going to sit it behind in a vault, just you know, collecting some interest for you, and let's face what company wants to? And that's fine if you don't, but then you need to have the right people in your business to understand how business is going to work. You know, through pandemic, costs went crazy. But now that costs in certain areas have gone less crazy, and you did Kickstarters through the pandemic, let's remember, this wasn't their final Kickstarter. They did ones afterwards where they saw things starting to go. So they didn't seem quite as concerned right then at that moment what was happening. So um, to wrap this up, because I want to make this shorter, but I find I just talk forever. Um, Spanish ain't going to happen. Italian ain't going to happen. German, maybe. If you're a German backer and you want to throw it in, I don't blame you. Um, if you've contributed, you know, hey, you're going to get your stuff. Do I think they'll ask for money again? No, I don't. The reason why I don't think they're going to ask for it again, I think they realize that would be end of all their projects forever. If they asked for money again, I, I would like to think, I don't know if this is true, but I'd like to think that no other project they have would ever come go off the ground. Because remember, the other ones aren't in print yet. They're not ready yet. They haven't asked for their extra contributions yet. And again, part of their issue is always the way they say it. But if they ask for more money again, they said, hey, we got wave two. We're on the boats now, but we need a little bit more. Even though I don't know if I'd get my money back from refund, I would then ask for it from every other project. I don't think you'd see another one of theirs. Like I said, a lot of their goodwill is already gone. I think that would be the last bit of it. 
I think if they want to stand a chance to survive as a company, if you need to ask for more money, that's one thing. I think you'll get it if you do it the right way. Get some people who know how to write PR better because whoever writes their PR does a very bad job, doesn't understand. Maybe it's because they know French and it's a translation. I don't know. But whoever does the PR doesn't understand how to ask for things nicely. They really make it sound like, hey, you guys should just do this. Learn to ask nicer. Learn to ask once. Learn to put you know, the right work in to figure out monetarily what needs to happen. This is worse because they asked for more money from Wave 1 backers. Had they asked me for more originally, wouldn't be as worried now. Going back on your word is worse. And especially, like I said, if they end up wanting more money or anything like that from people, it's going to get really bad. The other piece, like I said, is the optics. I don't want any more emails telling about how cool the warrants is. I already paid you my money. Just give it to me. You know, figure those sort of things out. So if you back this, anything like that, post down below. I want to be able to see who has, who's getting theirs, who actually contributed. If you didn't contribute, I'm curious to find out um, what they asked for and what was your thought as to why. I understand why for some of them, like too much money going in, all of that. I get it. But I'm just curious about that. Um, I do plan on doing more board game content because I do enjoy board games. Like I said, um, what's coming up next should be a review for Earthborn Rangers, which Kickstarter I just got in, and a few other things I'm working on. We have Packs and Plugs coming up in a little bit over a month. So after that, I'm sure I'll have plenty of things to be going over as well. Um, more miniature stuff coming out soon this week. We had some reasons why we couldn't get as many um, things recorded as we would have liked, but hey, that's life. But otherwise, uh, from me and on behalf of everyone here at the show, have some good hobbying and some great gaming.